I woke up this morning, alarm went off about 5.50, and I was laying there, and all of a sudden, I just said, you know what? Just in my heart, I said, I think I'm going to preach my camp message. I reached over and hit my wife. I said, can I preach the camp message? And she said, well, the kids have already heard it. And I said, well, they need to hear it again. <laughs> but I thought, you know what? I, the Lord really just gave me this as, as I was praying and studying, getting ready for camp and knowing the theme of camp. And I felt like the Lord just put this in my heart for them, and we had a good time. But this is what I want for the Lord's house. This is what I want for you. And just because I preached it on Friday night, I, I just I wanted to share it with you. So you guys, y'all get to hear it twice. Without, uh, w- w- without all the fun and the antics and the silliness and the, the blower and all that, we won't do that because they, 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 they can't handle that, see. We don't want to scare them. We had fun at camp. We had a good time. And I mean, these guys got in and they worshiped and they had a good time. John's like, we want some of that. Well, we'll give you some. We'll give you some. We're going to have a good time today. But this is what I want for you. This is the word, the message for the Lord's house. This is what I feel like God has been doing. And, and uh, the Holy Spirit has just been moving and speaking to hearts and people. Faith has been rising. I tell you what, when faith begins to rise and you begin to realize that, hey, I can do some great things and I can fulfill my purpose. And, and I tell you what, you see people begin to step out in faith and when you do, miracles begin to happen. And so the, the theme for camp was no limits. And we begin to just declare all week long to these young people that there's no limits to what they can do and what they can accomplish. And God can help them and God can be on their side. And uh, our theme scripture was Matthew chapter 19 and verse number 26. And you can go there and uh, we'll read this together because I really want you to get it in your spirit. See it, hear it, say it, and uh, really just uh, allow it to speak to us today. Because I'm thinking that we have just got to go a little higher. Anybody want to do something great in your life? I don't want to just coast through life. I don't just want to live and have all these hopes and dreams and aspirations and uh, just say, well, that's all they'll ever be. And uh, I just have to settle for mediocrity. But you know what? I desire and I want to press my way into excellence. I want to push for greatness. I want to be all that God has called me to be, and I want to do all that God has called me to do. And you say, but pastor, I can't do that by myself. And my response to you is, you're right. But we're not by ourselves. That's what I want you to understand today. We're not alone. Amen. We've really been pouring into these young people. Amen. That you're not alone. Amen. We have a relationship with God. Amen. We have Jesus Christ, His Son in our heart is our personal Savior. Amen. Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit to empower us to accomplish the things here on earth that He's called us to do. Now, when we get to heaven, that's going to be a wonderful time, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm ready for my mansion and all my rewards and my robe and my crown and streets of gold and gates of pearl and walls of jasper. And I'm ready to sing with the angels and I'm ready to fish with Papa and uh, eat with Mama. And, uh, you know, I'm ready to have all that fun. But you know what? There's some things here I still got some living to do. I'm not ready to go there today. I'm ready to go there, but I'm not ready. You know what I mean? If Jesus comes, I'm ready. 
But I've got some things I want to accomplish. I want some things I, I, I want to see done. I, I want to see uh, my children continue to grow. I want to see my daughter get out of college. She just started. and I want to see her get out. She's ready to get out today. <laughs> and I, I want to walk her down the aisle. I want to preach her wedding. And I want to be there when my grandbabies are born. And I want to take them fishing and riding on a motorcycle and do all that stuff that makes mama afraid and scared and grandma freak out and, you know, all that good stuff. And I, I want to experience some things knowing all the time that this world is not our home, that we have an, another uh, home for eternity. But God has given this, us this life and he gave us the joys and the pleasures and family and friends and relationships and he gave us all that to enjoy. So while we're doing it, wouldn't you like to just reach your full potential and not have any limits and be able to be successful and succeed in life? How many would like that? Say amen. amen. Well, let me tell you how you can do that. We're going to talk about that today. Uh, Matthew chapter 19 and verse number 26 and it says, but Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men. Everybody say, with men. This is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. I want to tell you today and explain to you and exhort you and encourage you and excite you that you can do everything. Anything and all things because Jesus Christ has anointed you and he lives within you. He said, I'll go before you and make the crooked places straight. I'll cause the low places to come up and the high places to come down. Amen. God said, I will make a way in the desert for you. So if things are impossible with us, how many has faced some impossible situations? We face them all the time. What is impossible with man? See, Jesus even said it. What is impossible with man? Letting me know that there are some things that are impossible with man. What are some of those things? Well, creation. How many can create anything? It was God who spoke the stars caused them to twinkle and the moon to shine and the sun to rise. It was God that separated the land from the water. It was God who created the birds in the air and the fish in the sea. It was God who created you out of the dust of the earth and breathed the breath of life into you and then created woman from his side. And God created this world and he said it and it was. Wouldn't, we, wouldn't it be great? Here's the deal. We have that same capability within us in the spirit that we can speak things whatsoever we desire. When we pray, we believe, we have them. And if we confess it, we can begin to declare those things. But, you know, uh, it's, we don't have that same power to just take nothing and make something. Well, I look out across this building and I see some people that are so creative. I mean, they can build and work and do things. But you know what? All of you start with something. You start with something. Only God can take nothing and make something. But, so, I, so that's impossible with me, but with God. So if God is in me and God is with me, that means that even when I have nothing, I can make something because God is with me. 
what I can't do by myself. When God comes alongside me, amen, and even, amen, He speaks it, I speak it, I step out on faith and believe it, and God performs it. What I can't do. Well, I mean, we look at it through the Word of God and all the different stories. We look at Daniel in the lion's den. Amen. Daniel, he could only do one thing. He couldn't control the king. He couldn't control his friends. He couldn't control the lions. But what he could do, he could do what he could do, and that was pray. You see, here's the deal. We try to do God's part, and we want God to do our part. When God said, I've already done my part, and if you'll do your part, it'll just happen. So when the friend, they said, you can't pray, Daniel just went. He had control of his own actions. He opened his window. He knelt down, and he prayed. And yeah, they came and got him, and they took him to the lion's den, and they cast him in. But guess what? The lions didn't do anything. God had already been there. God had shut the mouth of the lions. Amen. There's a lot of lion situation you'll go through. There's a lot of things on your job, at school, in relationships. Amen. Things that want to devour you. Amen. How many knows there's some things in this world that has some teeth? It can bite you. But I'm telling you, when you do your part, when you're faithful, when you pray, when you're obedient, amen, God goes into that situation and he takes the teeth out of it. He shuts the mouth of the liars and the enemies. He shuts the, amen, everything down that will try to destroy you so that when you hit the bottom of the pit, amen, they just look at you. The next day, they called him out and he came out and those guys that tricked the king, they threw them in there and the lions devoured them before they even hit the ground. I'm doing the same thing that the devil meant for your bad. God's going to turn it around and work it for your good and destroy the very thing that tried to destroy you. Can I get an amen? You can't do it on your own. And what looks impossible, I, how many times do we say this in a day? I can't. I can't. I can't. Well, you know what? If you would just drop the T, you would be saying what? I can I can. You understand that three Hebrew children, amen, they faced that fiery furnace. They didn't have a choice. They didn't have a choice that the king made a statue. They didn't have a choice that he made a decree everybody should worship it. They didn't have, a, uh, uh, they didn't have any say-so over the, the fiery furnace being heated up seven times hotter. The only thing that they had a say-so in was if they were bow or if they didn't. And they stood. Sometimes the Bible says when you've done all to stand, this stand. I'm telling you, you have a choice. You have an opportunity. You don't have to bow to temptation. You don't have to give in to peer pressure. You don't have to give in, amen, to all the lies of the devil. Amen, just because, yes, it looks bad. Yes, I could, there's going to be consequences. There's a fire burning in there. They said they're going to throw me in, but I'm not going to bow. And they made this declaration, King, our God is able to deliver us, but whether or not he does, that's up to him. But we're still not going to bow to you. We're just going to trust God. And so when they played the music and everybody fell on their faces, those three young men stood strong. Right in the face of adversity, right in the face of temptation. And they said, you know what, God? We can't do it. And, and with, with man, it's impossible to walk through that fire and not be burned. But you know what? They didn't even have full comprehension until they threw them in the fire. And the king looked in there and said, hey, didn't we throw three in there? And they said, yeah. He said, I see four. And the fourth one looks like the Son of God. 
And they called them out and they came out. Their ropes that they were bound with were burned off. Their clothes did not even smell like smoke. Their hair was not even singed. And the king declared that their God is the true and living God. And they said, throw those guys that tricked them in the fire. And the guys, oh remember the guys even threw them in. The, the heat from the fire killed them outside the fire. But it didn't touch them. Why? Because what's impossible with man, you can't walk through fire without being burned in your own strength and in your own power. But when God is walking with you, amen, when he's the one walking in the fire with you, amen, he promised I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, amen, I'm there with you every day, every night, every moment. I'm as close as the mention of my name. And you can walk through fiery trials and tribulations and not be burned. Because with God, all things are possible. Amen? What about the virgin birth? Was that possible with man? Oh, but it's possible with God. What about living a sinless life? How many here has lived a sinless life? How many has lived a sinless life this week? How many has lived a sinless life today? You done sinned and it ain't even noon yet. <laughs> you got up fussing. Upset, mad at somebody. Listen, that, that we, we in ourself, our old flesh, it just acts ugly and acts bad and does the wrong thing. And uh, we have to come back and thank God. He said if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive. But Jesus came along, born of a virgin. He came along and lived a sinless life. He was tempted in every way, just like you and I. And the Bible says, yet without sin. He showed us it's possible to face the devil. And say no. It's possible. Amen. To come against every situation. Amen. To have people ridicule you. Mock you. Spit on you. Beat you. And still have an attitude that looks out. And says Father forgive them. For they know not what they do. We lose our Christianity if somebody turns in front of us. Somebody gets in line in front of you. At the drive-thru, and I mean, you, you done lost your cool. Yet Jesus took every stripe upon his back and didn't open his mouth. Ooh, that's a, that's a sermon right there. I need to preach a sermon just called that. And he opened not his mouth. Why don't you do the same? Oh, hallelujah. That would be a good message, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, what about Peter? Peter walking on that water. Is it possible to walk on water? Have you tried? Have you tried in your bathtub? <clears throat> Have you tried in your swimming pool? Oh, I've done it. I've got running really, really fast. And I mean, just take off across there and try to run. It, it just, I've, I've never accomplished it yet. I've always gone down. I've always sunk. So can you imagine when Peter looked out there and said, Jesus, if that's you... Bid me come, and Jesus said, come. Man, he started, he started pulling up, his, his, tied everything up, took his sandals off, and his friends, all the other disciples, says, hey, hey, what are you doing? I'm, I'm going to Jesus. How? We don't have a lifeboat. I don't need no boat. Jesus said, come, I'm going. Uh, can you imagine when he threw his leg over the boat? I mean, I'm sure there was somebody that probably grabbed his robe and said, hey, Peter, what are you doing? Are you crazy? I mean, I know the storm is bad, and I know we're all afraid, but, I mean, that's drastic measures right there. Don't jump. 
See, it hadn't been done. They hadn't seen anybody walking on the water. But when Peter looked out and saw Jesus walking on the water, and he said, if Jesus can do it, I can. You know, Peter was bold. Got him in a lot of trouble sometimes. I'll show you what changed him in just a minute. But all of a sudden, Peter said, oh, thank God I can do it. And Lord, tell me to come. And Jesus said, come. And Peter got out there, and Peter walked on the water. Step after step after step after step. He walked on the water. It wasn't until he began to listen a little too much to the guys in the boat. Hey, you can't do that. That's impossible. It wasn't until he got to looking around and, man, these waves are kind of high. Those clouds and that lightning. And, man, I'm, I'm, when he saw that shark fin go by, I mean, that was like he was like, oh, my, what am I doing out here? What the, and you know what? He got his eyes off Jesus. He stopped listening to that word that said come. And yeah, he started sinking. Oh, but listen, he knew what to do when he started sinking. He just said, Jesus, have mercy. And Jesus reached down, grabbed him by the hand, picked him right back up. And they both walked right back to the boat. Peter did the impossible that was with man because God was with him. What's impossible with man is possible with God. And God is with you exactly the same way. He lives in you. He walks with you. He's your father. You're his child. And if you'll just be obedient to him, amen, you can step out on situations that others say you can't do. You can accomplish what the world says is impossible. And you can do it. Because with God all things are possible. Amen? So who says it's impossible? These young people know, number one, the devil. We've got an adversary. He, he's whispering in your ear constantly. Constantly telling you what you can't do. How your, all the inabilities you have and your flaws and your imperfections and your failures. Does the devil ever remind you of your failures? Huh? Every day, doesn't he? Every time you get ready to do something great, he'll tell you, you can't do that. Because, you know, you did that, you said that, you failed, you sinned. Oh, I like the, what people always say when the devil reminds you of your past, just remind him of his future. Devil, you're going to be bound by chains and cast into the lake of fire for eternity. Hell is your future. Heaven is my future. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And listen, the Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee from you. I mean, I, I mean, you know, we, we just, in our spirit, you don't need to do it out loud. People will think you're crazy. You know, if you walk around going, shut up, devil, shut up, devil, shut up, devil. <laughs> the boss will think you, you're talking about him. <laughs> huh? But in our spirit, we need to resist. Every, every time we have a negative thought, every time we have a bad thought, every time that does not come from God. Amen. The enemy is speaking in your, into your spirit saying, no, you can't do it. He's trying to tell you that because he's afraid of what you can accomplish because he realizes if you ever know the truth, the truth will set you free and he'll have no power over you and you will be awesome and powerful in the kingdom of God. So he just wants to keep trying to drag up the past, to try to keep you focused on the wrong thing. So you just need to say, I rebuke you, devil, and uh, tell him to leave you alone. Well, who else says it's impossible? Your enemies. Why do your enemies tell you things are impossible? Because they're jealous. Because they don't want you to surpass them. Because they don't want you to do better than them. Because you know what? Sometimes we have all kind of enemies. We don't even know they're our enemies. And uh, sometimes uh, they come in the form of friends. 
But if you have friends always putting you down and always telling you can't do anything and you can't accomplish anything, and every time you have an idea they tell you you're stupid, maybe you need to find a new friend. Maybe you need to hang around folks that tells you that you can do things, that you are great and that God does love you and that it doesn't matter to the past. Hey, what matters is your future. That God loves you and He has a plan for you. And people that can cheer you on when you do good. Listen, our enemies never want us to be successful. But why do we listen to them? Why are you trying to impress people that don't matter? Huh? Well, who else says it's impossible? Sometimes our friends. Sometimes our family. Sometimes those closest to us. That's why, parents, I implore you, I beg you, when these young people come back from camp and they're so excited and they're fired up and they're ready to take the world on and they're ready, amen, to go to hell and put out the fire with a water gun because they believe they can do it because they have the power and the authority. And you come in and say, oh, no, you can't do that. Oh, this won't last. You know, I, I used to be excited about Jesus too, but just give it a while. It'll, it'll, it'll go away. No, listen, I encourage you to stir up the gifts within them. Hey, man, tell your kids you can do anything. You can be anybody you want to be. You can accomplish anything you want to accomplish. Hey, man, encourage them. Find their strengths and help build them up. Don't be the one who says it's impossible. Hey, man, you know what? When you say, well, but Pastor, you don't understand. They just don't have the ability. Well, neither do I. Neither do you. But what you need to tell them, sweetheart, you might not have all you need not right now to do it. But guess what? With God, you can do anything. Because I'm going to tell you something. God don't need the smartest. He don't need the richest. He don't need the best looking. He don't need anything. I mean, all he's looking for is somebody that's available and somebody that's willing, and he will use them. Remember what he said when Samuel came to look for a king among all the brothers of, of, of sons of Jesse? He looked at all of them. He oh, he has to be this one. He's big, he's strong, he's handsome. And I mean, on, on, on down the line. He said, they're not here. And God spoke to him and said, do not look on the outward appearance as man does, but I look on the heart. God's not worried about how you, not worried about your stature, your education, your finances. Amen. God's looking at your heart. If you have an, a, a willingness, a hunger, a desire to do something for him, I'm telling you, you can do it. But our biggest enemy, we have one enemy, we have one person, one voice that speaks louder than all of those other voices that tells us it's impossible. And it can't, we all point, we pointed them out, didn't we? We got our finger all ready. I mean, we got it ready like that. And we found our biggest enemy. And we had to turn it right here. It's you. When you get up in the morning and you look in the mirror, 
You are a child of the Most High God formed in your mother's womb. God said, I knew you. I formed you. I called you by name. I've got a plan. I've got a purpose. He said, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. They're plans for good and not evil to give you hope and an expected end. But we look in the mirror and we say, I don't like you. You're not good enough. And you're always telling yourself you can't and nobody likes you and nobody loves you and you're a big failure. And Listen, we are our own worst enemy. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to just flood our heart and wash all that away because that came, that bad self-image came from the devil, not from God. God formed and created you in His own image. So when you look at yourself and say you're not good enough, you're saying, God, you made a big mistake. I don't like how you look because you made me in your image. Oh, we need to be, we need to celebrate Hey, man, all of us are unique in our own way, and God has all given us different uh, uh, attributes and talents and abilities and different things. And you know what? We need to celebrate those and be, realize that, you know, I can take what God has given me and do the very best with it. And then God gets involved and makes impossibilities become possible. What makes it possible? If with man it's impossible... If all of these people tell us that it's impossible, what makes it possible? Who makes it possible? Can I tell you this morning? It's Jesus. His death, His burial, and His resurrection. Jesus. Amen. Look down through all the time and God saw how creation was going and how man had failed and how the devil had stolen and robbed them of their authority and their dominion and how that God had given it to them, created the earth and gave them all things. But the enemy came in and stole it from them. And God said, I've got to get it back, but I'm going to have to have a perfect sacrifice. And Jesus said, Father, I'll go. And he came to this earth. Amen. It was God made man and he dwelt among us and he walked among us and he sinned not and he allowed himself to be crucified beaten mocked beard plucked out crown of thorns placed on his head nails drove in his hands and his feet a cat of nine tails 39 stripes amen 468 stripes that ripped his flesh and with every stripe amen he paid for another disease another sickness another ailment another failure another bad thought everything the enemy had ever done and could ever do Jesus paid the price the song says, I owed a debt I couldn't pay. He paid a debt he did not owe. How is it possible that I can believe that I can do anything? How can I become a child of God? Because Jesus died for me. He shed his blood. And he died and was buried. Three days ascended his soul and spirit ascended to the very pits of hell and there amen where Satan had taken the keys uh, amen from man Jesus took them back and he destroyed all the power of the enemy that he had over us and now then amen all the enemy the only power the enemy has is what you give him he's toothless but the Bible says he comes as a roaring lion. 
And he can sure roar loud. But his bite's been taken away from him. And if you'll stand up and you'll rebuke him in Jesus' name, the Bible says he will flee from you. Because you have the authority as a child of God. The Bible says that we can tread upon serpents and scorpions, that the devil is under our feet. Not because of what we've done, but because of what Jesus did. And then on the third day, he rose again. And then he spoke to his disciples. And he said, guys, I had to have something. I lived for 30 years, and then I had an experience. He got baptized. The Bible says the Spirit of God, like a dove, came down and descended upon him. He was empowered by the Holy Ghost. And then he went out into the wilderness and fasted and prayed for 40 days. And he'd done battle and won victory over the devil. And he told the disciples, I've been here with you. I've walked with you. I've talked with you. I've helped you through the impossible situations. Amen, Peter, you've messed up. You chopped somebody's ear off. I put it back on. I fixed your messes. But now I'm going back to heaven. And you're going to need somebody to help you. You're going to need somebody to empower you to do the impossible. You're going to need somebody to walk with you and talk with you and comfort you and reveal my word to you. And he told his disciples, go to Jerusalem and tarry. Wait until you receive the promise of my Father. Because he declared in Philippians chapter 4 and 13, he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see, Jesus came and did the impossible. And when he saw blind eyes and the doctor said they can't see, he laid his hand on them and they saw. He opened deaf ears. And he raised up the dead. And he stopped bleeding. He caused tumors to disappear. And he healed leprosy. And he forgave sin. And they got all upset and mad. Nobody can forgive sin but God. He said, hey, what's harder? Forgiving sin or telling somebody that's paralyzed to rise and walk. But just so you know that the Son of Man has power to forgive sin, he looked down at the man and said, rise, take your bed and walk. And that man jumped up. He had been paralyzed, amen, for years. Amen, jumped up, leaping and praising God, rolled up his bed and walked away. He did what others said couldn't be done. He did the impossible. And because he did it, he said, you can do it. And I'm going to send somebody to help you do it. Jesus told them to go and tarry until they be endued with power. He told them in Luke 24, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. Acts 1.8, he said, But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria to the uttermost parts of the earth. He said, in this day, in this hour, I'm going back to the Father. I'm going to take my place in heaven. I'm going to sit at the right hand of the Father, and I'm going to intercede for you. I'm going to pray. I've got to go back and prepare heaven for you. I've got mansions to build. I've got things to get ready for you. And while you're down here on this earth, it is your job to change the world. Hey, you've got to get out there and tell everybody, Jesus loves you, and his blood will wash you whiter than snow. He gave them power. To heal the sick and raise the dead and cast out devils. He said, these signs shall follow them who believe. But he said, you need power to do that. So they all gathered in the upper room. His mama was there. The other women were there. The disciples were there. 120. He told 500 to go wait. 
Only 120 showed up. I wonder why. What was so important? What was on TV that they couldn't go? Maybe the World Cup, Pastor. I don't know. Something. He told 500, you need this. I'm going to send you. I'm going to give you a gift. But only 120 showed up. And they waited and they tarried and they prayed. The Bible says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it sat upon each of them, cloven tongues of fire. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And that day, the Holy Spirit descended upon the church. And where man had walked with God and had talked and communed with God on the outside, now the Holy Spirit came and dwelt in inside. Amen. And God said I'll never leave you. Amen. Jesus said I and the Father and the Holy Spirit will come and make our abode. Everybody say abode. That means a house. Amen. God wants to make his house in you. He don't just want you to visit his house. He wants you to be his house. That song Brother Cody sang a while ago. Amen. We are making an entrance for his glory. I declare to you today, and I, I, I beg of you, begin your relationship with the Holy Spirit today. Say, Holy Spirit, I need you in my life. I need you to empower me. I need you to lead me and guide me and direct me and reveal your plans for me. Amen, he said, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen, is the Holy Ghost, amen, begin, the Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Amen, it's the same gift, amen, that he gave then, he gives now, and when you're completely filled, I mean, you're beginning to be filled and filled and filled, but I'm telling you, when you get full to the top, you will overflow, and yes, you will speak in other their tongues but that's just the initial evidence that that you have been baptized in the gift of the Holy Ghost but it's not just to speak in tongues it's not just to get Holy Ghost goosebumps it's not just to come to church and go whoa hallelujah no, it's to get out in the world and have boldness. You see, Peter, remember Peter around the fire and they said, hey, are you one of them? And he said, uh, 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 no, I, I, I don't know him. He was afraid, he was timid, he, he was scared of what people thought he would do, but now he got filled with the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God now lives inside of him. He's up praying in tongues, and they all the people gathered and said, hey, these guys are drunk. And Peter stood up and preached and said, we're not drunk as you suppose. We're, this is that which is spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days. I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will dream dreams and see visions. I'm telling you, he said, this is that. This is it. This is what he was talking about. And Peter preached a message that day. 3,000 got saved. The Holy Ghost began to work in Peter. Amen. Peter and John went up to the temple beautiful to, to worship. They saw that lame man and he was begging. And they said, hey, silver and gold. Have we none? But what we have, we'll give to you. Rise and walk. And the Holy Ghost hit him. Amen. Healing went through him. He jumped up and began to leap and praise God. I'm telling you, when you walk in the anointing and the authority of the Holy Ghost, Amen. When you have that gift, Amen. There's nothing that can be impossible because with God, and when God dwells in you and lives in you and works through you, there's nothing that can be impossible. Peter got so anointed, he would walk down the street 
And the people would come and put the sick and the lame all down the sides of the street. And as he was walking by, his shadow would just hit them and they would be healed. That's some power right there. When's the last time your shadow healed somebody? The problem is you're scared of your own shadow. <laughs> Listen, you've got to, you don't, don't be afraid of the things of God. Don't be afraid of the Spirit of God. Don't be afraid of the power of God. Amen. Start your relationship today and say, Holy Spirit, come into my life and empower me. I want to receive this gift that Jesus gave me. I want to do the impossible. I want my life to count. I want there to be no limits. Listen, as long as you're trying to do it in your own power, you have limitations. I have limitations. I can only do so much. But when I turn it over to the Holy Spirit, when God starts working in me and through me, when God begins to go before me, there's nothing that's impossible with me. There's nothing that's impossible with you. Amen? Whew. I sure wish I had my blower right now. <laughs> I had an electric blower and uh, I was talking about how God it was created for a purpose and it had potential and it had all that in it and I mean I got her up to this young lady and I said I'm about to blow you out of your seat and I got ready man I hit that button and nothing happened I said I don't know the problem I mean it's, 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 it's here it's, it has everything it needs and, but somebody said there's no power Ah, so I got the extension cord and we plugged it up. We connected it to the power. And I tried it again and, whew, my goodness, I had hair flying. And <laughs> I'll tell y'all something now funny. I didn't, I wouldn't tell you then. that Y'all were all in the middle. You know, we had that right side that was guests and visitors. I went over there, almost blew that lady's wig off. <laughs> I blew it, and she went, ah, she caught it. I almost blew it off. It was not funny. That's a lie. It was very funny, <laughs> but not to her. I quickly went back to the other side. I got away. From... <laughs> I blew it off, didn't I? <laughs> But I just wanted to demonstrate to them that you can have all the potential in the world, but if you have no power in your life, you're still ineffective. You're not reaching your full potential. There's limitations. But you know what? If you'll get hooked up to Jesus. Hey, I mean, come on, band. Let's come real quick. We're going to sing one song, and we're going to pray over you. Because I want you to reach your full potential. I want there to be no limits in your life.